Hey guys, it's Alana and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Each Thursday on Unfiltered, I'll be bringing on a different anonymous guest to open up about their real life dating experiences. We'll discuss what they went through or are going through, how they navigated it, what they've learned, and what advice they have to anyone else going through something similar. Unfiltered is your reminder that no matter what you're going through, you're not alone. If you have a topic that you'd like to discuss on Unfiltered, please email your story to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com to be considered for an episode. Real people, real stories, real life. This is Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Seeing Other People Unfiltered is presented by Mindset Wellness CBD. Their happy gummies and their calm gummies cured my dating anxiety, and I am so grateful. You should try them. You need to try them. Don't take my word for it. See for yourself. Head to mindsetwellness.com. Fill up your cart with those happy gummies to take before a date and the calm gummies to take after a date. And use code seeing other people at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. Hi, yeah, I'm a 23-year-old man, and I, within the last year, just come out of a couple experiences in which I thought I perceived something that was like a sign or an indication of a potential relationship, but my experience is really marked by the fact that um, once I saw a hint of a sign, I became obsessed with this fact and just really let that consume my thoughts and really warped my perception of like the reality of the potential of these relationships. Yeah. And I love that you're here to talk about that today. And and thank you so much for being here. I think exactly what you described is something that so many of us have experienced and have felt in different situations where, you know, part of it is that we want something to work so badly that we convince ourselves like, oh, it's there, it has to work. Um, And another part of it is that, you know, we, like you said, like you kind of start to obsess over it and it's like, it's the only thing you can see and and your brain just starts to like look for these signs. So um, I think it's really interesting that you've you've been able to now in hindsight and with perspective, like identify that this happened not like once, but multiple times. So I'd love to kind of hear about some of these situations. If you want to start with one of the, like, you know, maybe the first one that this happened in and kind of walk me through, like, at what point did you think to yourself, like, oh, maybe there's something here. And then your brain kind of just took the rest away from you. Right. It's interesting to put myself back in that space mentally, because it's been almost a year now. About a year ago is when I first moved out from home after COVID. So I I only graduated college about two years ago, and I was still living with parents up until last summer. And so once I moved out, I moved into a new city with a roommate who's a friend from college, and he had a partner, and his partner also had another roommate. And the three of them used to live together. They lived together in college for like a few years in like a larger living arrangement. They were all like a tight friend group. So for me, I was kind of inserted into this group a little bit, having moved in, being a new roommate of one of the people in the group. And uh, because I was like, you know, very much getting my footing in a new environment, it's a very transitional moment 
So I was spending a lot of time with my roommate, his partner, and their roommate as kind of like, uh, there's a group of four of us, you know, I would come and look at apartments for a while with my friend before we moved in together. And then we would end up spending the day like hanging out as a group a couple of times. So I had uh, been, I had like been bonding with them for a while. And once I did move in with my roommate, the group of us were kind of our primary friend group. You know, I, I didn't have that many friends in the area. So I was spending a lot of time with my roommate, his partner and their other roommate. And it was, it was kind of this situation of like four people, but like two third wheels kind of thing, if that makes sense. And, um, after like maybe like four or five times meeting up with this group up to the point where I'm living with my friend from college, I ended up asking out their, the other, the partner's roommate. I hope that okay. is like, I, I hope yeah. you can gather like the, um, that whole dynamic there. What happened then was kind of like a weird dynamic because we're still mostly hanging out as like a group more so. I think I went on like a couple, two or three dates with this girl. I don't know if there was points where it was like hard to tell what was it a date or not. And then we would see each other a lot still. So it felt like we were still within connection, but it was in this group setting. And so it, it was kind of tricky to navigate, like, like, are we building like a platonic relationship now or like more because sometimes we still see each other one-on-one. -on -one. We've expressed like interest in each other and we've had like barely somewhat deep, like, one-to-one -one conversations, but I could, it was me that initiated everything. So it's like, am I just kind of being led on now at this point? Yeah, a lot of questions for me at this point. Um, That's definitely and... got to be confusing. Like, I feel like anytime I love, like, when people go out with friends of friends for that reason, where it's like, it's a great way to meet people, but it does get confusing when you go from like, okay, you're going on a date or two dates, and then you're doing a, two group hangs. And then it's like, well, we're, we've, if we're already hanging out this week, like, is it too much to like hang out again one-on-one? -on -one? And you know, what happens if like things get weird? It's just like, there's so many different questions and things that you have to kind of consider and navigate. And it just gets really confusing but it's also like, well, we're hanging out in this group. Like, is that because she wanted to see me again? Or is it because we're just hanging out in a group like we always would? Normally, I wouldn't feel like, oh, the group, I wouldn't put too much weight on that. But I feel like in the moment, our chemistry felt so good as friends in that setting. It, I convinced myself that she maybe likes me more than is actually the case. It's hard to tell, too, because, like I said, this was right after COVID, too. So my, like, social skills were maybe not as exercised at the point. You know, like, my, my social skills aren't bad, but, like, I spent a lot of time that last year leading up to then inside. And I was probably more in this mindset of, like, 
having expectations for what I wanted to get back into in life rather than letting go of those expectations and just reminding myself what it's like to have like a normal social life. It was just definitely a weird situation for sure. Yeah, we all definitely felt a little bit of that. I can totally relate. So, okay, so you had gone on a few dates, you were hanging out in person. At what point did things start to feel either like, okay, this is going somewhere or, oh, maybe it's not? It was definitely iffy back and forth, which looking back, I guess that that should be like a red flag in itself. I feel like now I've come to realize like I could probably have a lot more relationship experience than I do now, but I I think ideally if someone's going to work long-term, there maybe shouldn't be like that kind of lingering anxiety over, over everything, you know, throughout the whole um, time that this happens. But um, yeah, at, at first it was like when I expressed interest, I didn't really get like, a straightforward response and then she asked like oh I don't really want to like do a like typical dating process or whatever that means maybe like she didn't want to like do the whole like stereotypical like we're gonna go to dinner now and then we're going to um you know we're not gonna like follow the rules it was more like but I also think that might have been a little bit of a lack of a commitment to but there was a point where it was fine. Like we were opening up to each other more. We were seeing each other on what you could probably call the dates a few times over the course of like a few weeks beyond just as a group of friends. And then, you know, at some point our messaging to each other just became like a little less frequent. It would take a long time for her to respond back to one of my like snaps or texts or something like that. And I was definitely starting to feel more like I need to maybe get to a point where I express more explicitly what I would want to expect. Yeah. And uh, there was a point where uh, she was going to go abroad for a month with that whole group. And so I wasn't going to be seeing any of them for a month. And I think during that period, I was able to do a decent amount of like self-reflecting and really came to terms with the fact that I am at the point where I want to set kind of what you could call like an ultimatum, like let's just like get this over with now. It had been like maybe three months since we first initially started dating or whatever you want to call that. And yeah, after that trip, we had like a long talk and realized like this isn't the time for a relationship and that kind of ended there. There are a few things that I kind of want to point out or or dig into because I'm really curious, like when she said that she didn't want to do like the traditional dating thing, like, did you ask her, well, what do you want to do? I think she said she didn't want to do like, I think the word she used was like formal dating, which I think implies that there's this expectation of what you should do if you want to try to date someone maybe and obviously your whole career is like maybe breaking that down a little bit or maybe also like defining it too I don't know but I I feel like everyone has their own little expectation and that might not be as universal as one might think so I wasn't exactly sure how to go about that but the first time we actually spent one-on-one time with each other was like helping each other do job applications or something like that now a word from our sponsor BetterHelp 
When you're dating, it can be so easy to get caught up in the stress and anxiety of every situation. Why aren't they communicating? Why didn't they text me back? Am I getting ghosted? Why is this happening again? Why can't someone commit? I've asked myself all of these questions too, more times than I can count. You wouldn't believe what happens when you approach these situations with a different mindset and focus on solutions instead of problems. I started therapy because I was so stuck on the problems in my dating life. My therapist helped me learn why I was ending up in the same situations over and over and helped me come up with a different way and a different mindset to approach dating. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists anytime. Whether you want to be a better problem solver or a better dater, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash other people today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash other people. I have to give a quick shout out to Anchor. If you don't know about Anchor, it's Spotify's podcast platform, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Trust me. Let me tell you why. First of all, it's free, and you know I love free. Second of all, their creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast directly from your phone or computer. What could be easier than that? Anchor also distributes your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and anywhere else you want it played. You can also make money from your podcast, no matter how few downloads you get regularly. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hope you love today's episode. To your point of like, we all have little like different definitions of what things mean. And that's, that's kind of why I ask because, you know, it's, I think it's totally okay if, if she didn't want to like be taken to dinner dates or whatever it was, or it's totally okay if somebody wants to be taken to really fancy dinners on every day. Like, but it's so hard for us to, you know, immediately know what the other person wants when we don't know what they want. Um, and sometimes people can communicate what they don't want, but they don't automatically communicate what they do want. So, I mean, it's, that's like, I like the kind of example you gave, like how you worked around that and like the things that you did do together. Um, but I'm sure that definitely also added to some level of like anxiety and confusion surrounding, well, like, is it a date or not? And like, is it going in that direction? Or are we just friends? Um, especially combined with all like the group hangs. Um, my other question was, you know, you mentioned that like the timing of her resp- of like responses, you know, like she would take longer to respond to your Snapchats or whatever it was. Like, I feel like in every dating situation that doesn't end up panning out, there is this flip of a switch that the other person can feel where some the person that you like starts to slow down their responses and you're sitting there thinking and feeling it and being like, Oh my God, does this mean they're really comfortable with me? And they just like, don't need to respond that much. And you know, we're going to see each other and like, they're just busy or does this mean they're losing interest and they're pulling away? And you mentioned like, that's when you felt like you had to like make it clear what you wanted and like, or what your intentions were and stuff. And I feel like this happens so often where, you know, someone starts to slow down and, and it's kind of like why the concept of like playing games, playing hard to get works because it makes us go crazy and think like, well, now I need to like do an even bigger gesture or make it really clear. But if the person's already like one foot out the door, they're already one foot out the door. So I guess kind of like what, what did that feel like for you? And I guess it lasted long since she went away too. I just, I imagine that being like really tough. 
Yeah, it was definitely, it was kind of a long time. That's the other thing too. It's like thinking about how long these developments take place in a relationship. Even that is something I'm not sure, like what is normal to expect. I haven't Mm -hmm. had like a ton of relationships. So it's like, is it normal for someone to kind of take, what's this time span in like weeks or months for like the next step in a relationship? Like, you know, like, uh, I feel like you might talk about that a lot. For me, it, it was like, yeah, I did get that, that like switch feeling you're talking about where it's like, we try, we gave our kind of our best for like three or four dates or whatever. But then after that, it's just kind of like, okay, now we're just back to like, it's still like that trial run, not the formal dating experience. So it felt like I was just being like, I don't know, taken for a test ride a little bit. And then after that, when it became less frequent contact, then it was like, all right, well, this is kind of back to before, you know? Yeah. How did you, or or what happened, you know, with your friendship after and with continuing to see each other in group situations once this was over? We were still meeting as friends for a while after that. It was okay. It's not like we built this huge relationship and had to deal with the fallout of that. It was just Mm -hmm. more like it fizzled, it fizzled early, but still like slowly. Yeah. it, It was still over the span of a few months, but it was definitely still early due to the, the rate of, that development but after that actually my my roommate moved out to get another job um about a month after they came back from their um trip to other countries and and on that note i have to interject and just the way you wrote this i have to i have to read part of what you wrote because you're like oh my roommate moved out but like the sentences before and after you go so after that i promised not to get hung up on somebody for so long until it happened again shortly after my breakup with girl number one my roommate got a new job so he needed to fill his spot for the house to cover rent my roommate and his partner set up posts on facebook etc cetera, etc cetera, uh set me up with a new roommate enter girl number two this might sound like a train wreck about to happen having a crush on a roommate i'll let you continue exactly yeah yeah thanks for um reminding me of my own words from that email <laughs> uh, the situation and yeah luckily uh the the next situation wasn't like a train wreck um, but the the next situation is someone who was my roommate after my first roommate who moved out. Um, like he moved out, his partner moved to another city. So that, that friend group doesn't really like exist as a cohesive unit. It's rather rather more acquainted now. But onto the next situation, I had a roommate briefly after that who was only my roommate for like a week. So she filled my college friend roommates room for like a week and then she moved out and then I eventually got another roommate but yeah I think definitely just to clarify I would never pursue a relationship with someone I was living with like in that kind of situation that that seems like such a huge just the pressure from it not even just like the like ignoring the fact that the amount of boundaries you'd be crossing doing that. I think just like the the pressure to like manage all of that would be too much. But the two of us, we, before we became roommates, we had like a a call to like vet each other basically to make sure we would like be 
you know, adequate roommates. Um, and we had like really good chemistry, you know, like it was, it was like, oh, we have like a lot of common interests, like this is fine. I think we'll be able to survive being roommates. Okay, this is cool. And obviously I would never like try to develop feelings for someone that I was going to live with once she moved out, you know, we would still became friends. Like we were still going to the gym together and like doing a couple other things like with other groups of people, but sometimes just the two of us. And, you know, at that point you kind of think like we have a lot of things in common. Like, is this what, like, are these things that I should expect maybe in a potential partner? And it got to a point where it was like really overanalyzing our interactions. You know, just that idea of like, oh, maybe our chemistry means this, or like maybe the way she acts is actually like, I don't know what her feelings are. Like if they're like platonic, if they're more, I don't really know what to expect. Like I'm still getting my footing on like meeting new people on my own. It definitely got to a point for me where I was like, kind of look back at our interactions and think like, oh, was, was that what flirting is or something or not? And I became a little obsessed over the idea of like knowing the meaning and the intention behind our interactions with each other. So it got to the point where I was like looking up what are signs of flirting on the internet and stuff like that. Like all these lists and things like that. Some of them were good listicles, but at this point I was basically like studying the concept of dating and interactions. And I became focused on, I wanted there to be a sign basically, because I was looking for it now that I like really thoroughly looked at what the signs would be. I didn't really think so much as like, what are my priorities? What are my wants and needs in this situation? And even like a normal platonic interaction, can I just live with that? Yeah. I think it's really funny. I'm like picturing you Googling these things and looking at these lists and like checking things off after each time you hung out and being like, okay, we got like 63% of them. Like it's not a hundred, but it's more than 50. Um, but no, I think that's something that a lot of people experience. And, and I know I have where it's like, okay, is this there? Is it not? Like, are we just friends? Like, but we are spending this time together and we are sharing these things with each other. And you know, like there is that compatibility and like, is it just in my head or are they thinking it too? And it's so tough because at, that at the same time, it's like, well, we have this friendship and you know, like, who am I to, to cross that line and try it, make it something more like, you know, maybe if they wanted to, they would do that or who knows what they're thinking. So how did you ultimately decide, um, you know, what to do and, uh, or if you didn't decide like, and, and you figured it out one way or another, like, I guess, what kept you from making a move for so long? Oh, I think too, part of it, I was still a little bit aware, like, do I actually have feelings or do I just like the idea of one of the people who I recently met is spending a decent amount of time with? Is it just convenient for someone that I have like a decent amount of chemistry with to end up being, you know, filling that void of having a partner that I like desire to fill, you know? So I've, I think still there is a lot of subconscious understanding. I was still very hesitant to make that kind of move. I was still like feeling it out, you know, and I still wasn't getting like 
super concrete signs of interest in like feedback. Mm-hmm. And eventually she invited me to a house party she was having with like a huge group of people. It was a fun time, but she was there. I realized that she had a partner when the two of them were like kissing each other mm. at that event. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's a plot twist. <laughs> Definitely was. And looking back, it's like, oh, I should have, like there was some mention of that subtly from like some of her friends that I should have picked up on. But I think I kind of like pushed that down in my mind. Like the fact Well, it's that, interesting that she never mentioned it. Yeah, that was also interesting. She didn't mention it to me exactly. She talked about her exes in the past, like definitely like past tense, but not like present partner. So that took a while for me to figure out. That's really confusing and and almost like questionable, I think, because if she was not interested in you beyond more than like just beyond a friendship, then why would she not be talking about her significant other? Um, I feel like that's something that just, it comes up like, Oh, like, what'd you do this weekend? Like, what are you doing? Oh, went to this restaurant with this person. Like what, just in so many different ways, it it comes up into conversation. And then if she thought that you might be, you know, having dealings for her, then again, that's something like that she should bring up. So that to kind of set that boundary and, and be like, no, I I have someone. So I guess the only thing is like, if she was also, you know, in the back of her mind, like felt that chemistry and, wanted this little escape and this like thing where she was able to like, ha- like, I-, I don't know. It- it's just, I- that's, that's odd to me. Um, and definitely something that I would not have expected. Yeah. I don't think she knew that I was potentially having feelings because like, yeah, if she did, she, I, I feel like she would have mentioned her partner. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like maybe it just didn't come up, honestly. Or maybe they only started dating not that long ago. But I, looking back, I realized, oh, there's this time I was with her and two of her friends. And I was just with the two friends after she like left. And they maybe mentioned something about someone having a partner. And I didn't know if it was her or not. So like, like it was mentioned, like it, it took a while for me to figure out. And obviously like until seeing them as a couple together, that's when I knew for sure. And then since then, she talks about her relationship all the time now. Interesting. Um, so, okay. So after these, you know, experiences, obviously like you've had time to look back and and learn from them. And, you know, I really applaud you for doing those things. I think that's something that a lot of people, you know, they go from one dating situation to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next, and they never stop to say, or to think to themselves like, okay, what can I do better next time? Or what, do I want out of future dating situations? And and I know in the beginning, like you mentioned, just having different perspective and being able to look back. So I'm curious, like what you've learned and, and since these two specific situations, like how you've approached different things in your dating life. Right. I think the biggest thing is just like, don't try to imagine scenarios so much just kind of my style of analyzing what's going on is just like imagining the scenario you know I was like looking up the the listicles and I was like thinking the way they wrote this does this fit into like something I've experienced and so I feel like that leads to a lot of projection of the future so I think 
my perspective now is rather just try to live in the moment as much as I can, like not have expectations when it comes to any kind of relationship, even like a friendship. This is probably a good way to look at it. Yeah. I think we get so caught up in, you know, like, oh, like what this could be, or if they like me too, then we could have this type of relationship or um, all that. And and it goes back to kind of that idea of searching for signs. Cause you know, if, if we want it to happen, we're putting pressure on ourselves to make things work out. And we're looking for all of these signs pointing to that we're not crazy and that like our overthinking and our anxiety is for a greater good and that it will work out. Um, and a lot of the times that, that really just steers us away from the reality of the situation. And I think the hardest part is like we come up with all these scenarios in our heads and we think about the what ifs and stuff. And we get so consumed in doing that that we don't stop to like ask the right questions to these people to, you know, get the answers we need to maybe save ourselves some of that anxiety. Do you ever like wish you went about it differently? In uh, both situations? Yeah. Not really, I guess like even though like there is all this like anxiety and wondering and like moments of like self-doubt between all that, I I feel like it, it's hard to, I don't have like any regrets. I feel like this it's just like experience you gain sort of. And you can only look forward at this point, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I love that answer. I, I think that's something that most people I talk to and myself included, like in tough dating situations, like, oh, like, could, would we undo them or take it back or do it differently? And it's like, well, look at all the things we've learned from them. <laughs> um, okay. So how are you feeling now just about like approaching dating moving forward? It's different. At the time, like wasn't on any dating apps and I hadn't been in like a couple years since college because to me they were like bad experiences although I was mostly just on tinder but recently I've joined hinge so I'm definitely putting more like consistent efforts into putting myself out there I guess if that counts I'm not as like against the apps necessarily I think I definitely have a more like nuanced approach to the idea of using a dating app like it's there's not as much like stigma around it. It doesn't have to be as superficial as it might seem if you're just like swiping left or right on Tinder all day. You can have your own standards for what you want your experience to be a little bit. I'm still figuring a lot of things out, but I feel like there's in this world now, there's like, we have to have different strategies. Yeah. Well, I'm honored that I could be a part of your journey. <laughs> um, no, I love that though. And I, I love the approach that you're taking. And, and I think that's a really good point that like, there, there's not just one way to be on dating apps and to go about dating and you can have it be a fulfilling experience and not a superficial experience if you want it to be. Um, but you have to consciously put in that effort to do that. Um, so I appreciate you calling that out. All right. And before I let you go, we're going to start you guys asking our unfiltered guests what the best piece of dating advice they've ever received is. This is my favorite part of every Tuesday episode. And I don't know why I've never asked on unfiltered. So we're doing it right here, right now. Anonymous, what is the best piece of dating advice you've Uh, ever received? I think 
I don't know if it's as much advice. It's like people give this advice all the time, but just more of like a realization from experience. I feel like once you get some experience and you look back on advice, then you realize like, oh, now that advice that's like good advice. It is, um, I think the idea that you just want to be as authentic as possible is really the best advice out there. Because it's like, what what's the point of, of like, trying to figure out what other people want and then trying to fit your whole entire like persona to fit that. That's so much more work than just like figuring out your own wants and really portraying yourself authentically according to that. I feel like you'll end up a lot happier that way. I love that so much. And and I, I heard kind of threads of that in you sharing your story, like, you know, mentioning that you didn't even like at some points you had to stop and be like well what do I want out of this and is this something that makes sense for me um so I really love that thank you for sharing all right well thank you so much for being here this has been so great and I again like I really applaud you for just the hindsight you've gained and and how you've learned things from these experiences and and how you have allowed yourself to grow from them. Um, and I, I know that like, I relate to so many things that you said, and I can imagine that so many of the listeners do too. So thank you for being down to come here. Um, yeah, guys, shout out to this anonymous guest. This was another situation where, um, he emailed me just to kind of talk about the experience he's had. And I was like, all right, this needs to be an unfiltered. <laughs> so I, I, I kind of forced this one. So we have a, a trooper here and I, I really appreciate you being open to coming on and doing this. It's been a pleasure. Um, to everyone who listened, thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to share this with a friend, a, the whole group chat, a coworker, a cousin, whoever it is that would benefit from hearing it and give a five-star rating and review. And we'll see you next time on Unfiltered. 